Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, we are giving away a $100 gift card to Optimum Golf. You can find them in Park Hill or in Rhino. What's that $100 going to do? Well, for one thing, you could do a one lesson with my guy Kyle, who teaches my daughter Mia. Or you can use that for two hours in a virtual bay where you can pretty much play any course in the world to work on your game. And now is the time to get your custom fit, custom built clubs. Um, You can also take lessons from their award-winning pros. You're going to absolutely love going there. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. And if you want that 100 bucks to keep your golf game in shape as you get ready to go out for the season, give us a call. First caller is going to Optimum Golf on us. 303-831-1340, 303-831-1340. 303-831-1340, 303-831-1340. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Okay, game two tonight, Nuggets against the Warriors. Nuggets got their doors blown off in game one, and here's one reason why. Could you imagine, Mace, If Steph Curry, who is not 100% healthy, Thompson, Green, Wiggins, and Poole, if they're all on the floor at the same time, you know what they did, the Warriors did when they were all on the floor at the same time? Tell me. They scored 20 points, 6 of 10 shooting, and their plus minus was plus 14. Take a guess how many minutes they did that in. 20 points, 6 of 10 shooting, plus 14. How many minutes did they do that together Eight as a group on the floor? Eight minutes. Five. Oy. You sounded like my puppy. Oi! Oi! What's going to happen if these guys, the new death squad of the Golden State Warriors, spends more time on the floor together? <laughs> as you and I talked about That's gonna be ugly. in the first segment. We could talk about Aaron Gordon needing to play closer to the basket. Mm -hmm. We could talk about Will Barton hitting his shots. Who is going to guard Curry, Thompson, and Green? Excuse me, Curry, Thompson, and Poole on the perimeter. Who is athletic enough to guard Wiggins? There's only one Aaron Gordon out there. And then, oh, by the way, you have Green, who is couldn't be any more selfless out, the, out there because he doesn't care about his stats. Are you surprised that the spread on this game tonight is only seven? Yep. It was six and a half on Saturday, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. After Saturday, I, I thought well, when you, it when, might have been adjusted a little bit. Well, when you get thumped and you get curb stomped like that, you expect a team like the Nuggets, who got embarrassed, mm-hmm. To come out strong in this game and show a little pride, cliche, blah blah right, blah, blah, blah. Right. Oh, they're too proud to go out like that. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's a <laughs> no. I don't think it's a pride thing. Like I said, I, I think this is a team that is limited and has been limited because of what it's been without. Right. And the car has gone as far as it can. Eventually, you kind of you know you you baby it and baby it and baby it, but. 
eventually it's got to go back to the shop. We say in sports, unless you get some new parts. We we say in sports, specifically in the playoffs, all the time, it's all about matchups, right? And this is a very bad matchup for the Nuggets, specifically on the perimeter. Now you can make the case the Nuggets have the size advantage on the inside. The problem is Jokic doesn't play with his back to the basket that often. He's more of a facilitator at the top of the key. And when DeMarcus Cousins isn't getting teed up and kicked out of the game, he could be effective down low. But he's not because he gets kicked out of games. Yeah. And Jeff Green, who's a front court player, he likes to shoot outside threes. (laughs) And so does DeMarcus Cousins. So the size advantage that they have on the inside all these guys like to fire up threes. What you need is a, an old school banger down there, and you don't have one. Right. I mean, with all the threes they hit, who was hitting those threes? On Saturday night. Yeah. Who 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 was well, for the for the Warriors for the Nuggets? No, I'm saying I'm saying for the Nuggets, yeah. and honestly, and they weren't even hitting threes that well, weren't they? About thirty one percent. No, the the guys, yeah, was, the guys. A, I mean, I'll I'll tell you right now, the guys that hit threes for the Nuggets. Jeff Green hit two. Will Barton hit two. Garbage time. Yeah, he was two Mor- six. Morris yeah. hit one. Green, Cousins, Highland hit some. I'm with you on that, but you can't go eleven for thirty five. I mean, the bottom line is right now, if you're the if you're the Nuggets, I mean, I, I don't want to put it back on the perimeter here, but if they're going to pull off an upset tonight, Bones Highland has to be the Bones Highland that was in Philadelphia. Should Bones Highland be starting? Ago. I don't want to criticize. Listen, it's right to criticize anybody. I don't. I, don't, I love Mike Malone. I don't see a reason why not. Right. Because right. you got beat anyway. And you start him and play him extensively because you need something that's going to shake everything up. You know, it's funny. Change the dynamic. Like, who, okay, who else could the Nuggets give more minutes to who could change the dynamic of what's going on? He can. I but it's feast or famine. Like he, he might like he, worse than that. Yeah, he could be a total void at the defensive end and be cold at the offensive end. Right. But you have. But in this situation, my point is, you have to take some chances here. You, th- this is not one where you can play it conservatively. You're gonna, you're gonna have to be a bit audacious here, and I- accept and accept the potential downside. Because if you play this thing on the level, you're not winning the series. You're going to have to take some risks, like playing Bones a lot more. I wouldn't start Bones because he is an incredible liability defensively. If they are starting Steph Curry tonight and Clay and Poole, you you cannot put Bones on the floor when those three guys are on the floor at the same time. Can't. I mean, you can. And maybe hit some threes, and that's that's going to be great. But for every two threes that he hits, those three guys will easily hit two or more of their own. Yeah, I think you need to start Austin Rivers, and he's a liability offensively. But at least you have a guy who can play defense. I wouldn't have Bones only playing seventeen minutes, though. I agree. I agree with you on that. They need, but it's the old cliche: you need a spark, right? Monte Morris is an aggressive type of player. Mm-hmm. He needs to be more aggressive. And okay, I'll ask. By the you, way, who do you know who led the Nuggets in minutes played on Saturday? Jokic. No. Or Barton. Will the Thrill played thirty six minutes. He's a joke. He really is. He's a joke. 
Where is Will at this time next year? Well, I think he signed a two-year deal. I think he signed a two-year deal. So you might be stuck with him. I mean, who's going who's gonna to take that? Now, granted, he's not getting paid a lot of money. Think about this for a second. You and I had this conversation that with no Jamal Murray and no Michael Porter Jr., what an opportunity. What an opportunity for Will Barton, who says he should be a starter in this league, to really go on a run scoring. Do you know he was only the third highest scorer on the team? Yes. And, and the guy who he's behind is not really considered a scorer. He's there for defense. He's I know. there for defense. I know. And I think I read something today that of the 16 teams that are in the playoffs, 16 teams that are in the playoffs, 10 of those teams have a secondary guy a second leading scorer mm-hmm. has 20 more points. Right. And second leading scorer is Aaron Gordon with 15. Okay. Then I think the other five teams have somebody who's averaging at least 18 points a game. And the third leading score for the Nuggets is Will the Thrill at 14.7. Well, well, so the point is, is that 10 of the 16 teams, there's. Their second leading score is 20 mm-hmm. or more points. Right. Five of the other teams, at least 18 or more points. The Nuggets. It's Aaron Gordon at 15, 15 points a game. And then you have Will Barton right behind him. You've never really had a ton of scoring. And when the the Warriors are a pretty good defensive team anyway. Draymond Green's a really good defensive player. Clay Thompson's a really good defensive player. As we talked about in the last segment, honestly, I am not so sure Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. would have made that big of a difference. Offensively, yeah. Defensively, my Murray's not that great, and you never know what you're getting from him. But they would have been able to out outshoot people with not, them, and um, they and they would have been deeper. And that's another, that's another thing to consider is that sure. you, you would have had, again. You've got backups who are starting. If the backups could, if those got, if you know, if Jeff Green could have been just coming off the bench, it's a different dynamic for this team. I'll it's fr- it's fresher legs. It's fresher legs coming from the bench, fresher and more quality. And, and then then we're sitting here saying, "Wow, the Nuggets bench is actually pretty good." Right. That's not unfair. No. All right. Coming up after the break, you and I have had this conversation about um, a Super Bowl champion having a quarterback taking up less than twelve percent of the salary cap. Yep. Well, we've got some interesting new numbers for you going into this season, and this is. Really interesting. We'll talk about it next. I'm in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the inside coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules. And I- hey, DJ! Yes, 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 yes. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. 
Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Um, me, me, uh, I should say me and I celebrated um, Easter yesterday mm-hmm. by going to Windfall Brewing Company for nice. the Easter brunch. What did she eat uh, for she, the brunch? Well, she really didn't want to go brunch-ish. We didn't really order off the brunch menu, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. because the menu's so stinking good all by itself. She got the steak tacos, which are really, really good. I tried one. And I love their salmon, and it's fantastic. So I got their, um, I got their pan-seared salmon, and then of course we got the tomato soup with the grilled cheese bites, which fits perfectly for a thirteen-year-old. Uh, you're gonna love going there. Uh, Windfall Brewing Company, Orchard Town Center, something for everyone. Seventeen craft brews on tap, and they also have twenty-three pinball machines, Pac-Man, Golden Tee, all your favorite old-time arcade games. You're gonna love going there. I head to Westminster, make it a day or a night at Windfall Brewing Company. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. All right, Mace, you and I have talked about the fact that no team has won a Super Bowl with a quarterback taking up more than 12.5% of the salary cap. However... Uh, NBC Sports' Peter King points out in his weekly column that uh, the percentage of the salary cap consumed by top quarterbacks is now hitting a new level. So much, in fact, that when you look at the fifth highest cap average for a quarterback in 2012, Tom Brady has always said he doesn't need to be the highest paid quarterback. He was the fifth highest paid quarterback. In 2012, he was 13% of the salary cap for the Patriots. Mm -hmm. 2017, Derek Carr, 12.6% of the salary cap for the Raiders. And next year, Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl winning quarterback, he will be 17.6%. So as salaries are going up, not only for quarterbacks, but now obviously wide receivers too, do you think a team with a quarterback who's 12.5% of the salary cap will eventually win it all and who will it be eventually it'll happen yeah it will but who will it be it'll happen and i wouldn't sleep on the rams being that team this year you think the rams will do it again wouldn't surprise me if they did would you say they're the favorites right now in the nfc um denver tampa I'm not going to put my money on Green Bay. I mean, I, I wouldn't put I'm, my, not, I'm yeah. not overly excited about Sammy Watkins. Are you? For Green Bay, no. The, Sammy Watkins might end up as the number three receiver by the time they're done adding to the uh, adding to the position. I just think the reason I part of it is part of it is with the Rams. They've got the, they're a better team than the Packers, and they have the Bucks number. Like strangely enough, the Bucks couldn't beat the Rams last year. Couldn't even beat the Rams with Jared Goff still a quarterback back in the 2020 season. Right. They've been, even though the Bucs have won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, the, the obstacle they have not gotten past head-to-head is the Los Angeles Rams. And the Rams, I think, even after some losses and gains in free agency, they lose Vaughn Miller, they get Bobby Wagner. That's still a team that could go toe-to-toe with any of those big teams in the AFC. Like, the NFC is weak, but the Rams are not. Okay. I'm going to go with, and I think it'll play out this way. Well, I don't think it'll, I hope it'll play out this way, because I, I do like this team anyway. Mm-hmm. It's a team I used to cover, but I think it would be only fitting 
if it plays out this way. The Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. who are the favorites to win the Super Bowl, because I think the AFC playoffs are going to go through Buffalo. This year, Josh Allen is only 7.85% of the salary cap. Mm-hmm. Would you like to take a wild guess unless you know off the top of your head or sitting in front of you? Is it sitting in front of you? It's not sitting in front of me, no. Josh Allen is 18.23% of the salary cap next season. Right. I, I mean, I knew he he took a bump because I, I didn't know the percentage, but I am sitting here staring at $39.772 million yep. of, uh, of cap space. I mean, one of these teams... If the Bills win it this year, then it stays on par, right? Mm-hmm. With what we've always seen. But now we are looking at the best quarterbacks mm-hmm. all starting to get big deals. Right. And Russell Wilson is going to be one of those guys soon enough. Patrick Mahomes is already there. Derek Carr, what, next year is already there, right? Uh-huh. Is it next year? Now, he, he, yeah, it kicks in next year, yes. Justin Herbert, he's not there yet. He'll get there. He will, but... Might win a Super Bowl this year. Right. <laughs> Look at their two pass rushers. You like them? I like I've always liked their secondary, right? The you know how we talk about regression candidates, like a team that okay, they had everything go right and it's bound to come back to earth. The Chargers are the sanction candidates. Right. Based on the close games that they lost, the fourth downs, et cetera. Statistically speaking, there's a reason why I have the Chargers winning the AFC West predicting right now it's a number it's it's a it's a numbers and projection call right i agree yeah even though what works against you is they always find a way to charge it up by the way in terms of cap management did you see the the news today that it looks like sunday ticket is going to apple Apple. tv plus i did what do you think of that uh well let's just say this we're talking about a deal that could be, I believe, worth $2.5 billion, with yep. a B. Yep. And I know we've referred to a potential $260 million salary cap in 2024. That sort of thing could be higher. And again, and the higher that you project the cap to be, the more that Russell Wilson or Justin Herbert, name your quarterback, is going to want on the other side of that. Give me two teams in the AFC, two teams in the NFC that you believe will... P- you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll be more direct. Give me your AFC NFC championship game. I know injuries play a role in it, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you what two of those teams have in common. And I don't even know who you're going to pick. AFC championship game. Yep. Chargers, Bills. Yep. NFC championship game, Rams, Bucks. You know what three of those quarterbacks have in common? They're below. Yes, they 12.5%. are. 12.5%. Yes, they are. Tom Brady's at 9.85. <laughs> we know Justin Herbert is on a rookie deal, right? Mm-hmm. We know that Josh Allen, his salary doesn't kick in until next year. Only Matthew Stafford, 17.6%. That's right. Yeah. And it's really hard to repeat, isn't it? It is. Now, it's probably going to either be the Rams or the Packers. I understand that. But I think it's probably the or Rams. Or the Bucks. No, no, I'm saying... The Rams, Packers, or Bucks. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be one of those. To play the Buccaneers, right, is my point. Okay, I don't, I don't see any other team. Did you envision the Cowboys coming out of there? I mean they're the, they're the one that they're the ones that you say okay they could put it together, right? Um, Although 
They just lost some wide receiver. Help. Right. Dak Prescott, by the way. Minnesota, Minnesota, even though I think Kevin O'Connell is going to do some good things yep. with Kirk Cousins statistically, yep. Minnesota can't stop anybody. Arizona has to figure out how to play after Veterans Day. Oh, wait, wait. Well, how and about, first, how they got to resign Kyler gotta, Murray. If he shows up. The, the disruptor in this whole thing, potentially, is the same team that nearly disrupted it last year in the NFC, and that's the 49ers. Okay. So with that... Because uh, to their credit... And this is this is a tip of the cap to Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. They make up for a lack of spectacular play at the quarterback position by being uniquely prepared. But now, for example, you have Debo Samuel saying, "I want a big contract," and the Niners aren't the Niners aren't a team that that believes in paying wide receivers. Right. By the way, Dak Prescott, eight point nine six percent of the salary cap. That goes yep. up after this. After this year, I believe. Oh, it, it does. Yeah. But I'm talking about mm-hmm. this year, and yeah. then. With either Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. we know that's low. And I think you brought up a really good point, and we're getting off topic here, but I'm cool with that. About Debo Samuel wants a new contract. Who else wants a new contract? Um, other receivers. Terry McLaurin's holding out right, right now. Right, but there's another. But there, well, no, he's supposed to show up tomorrow, according to Nikki Javala yeah. of uh, of the Washington Post. There's another guy who wants, and they and they are both in the final year of their contract. AJ Brown. A.J. Brown. Yeah. Of the Tennessee Titans. So both of them were not first-round picks. Mm -hmm. There were no fifth-round options for them. And they are now doing... Somebody foolishly started paying wide receivers. Mm -hmm. And they shouldn't be paid that much. And now you're going to see guys who are really good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they shouldn't get paid. Good for guys getting paid. I get that. But now you have AJ Brown who wants a huge deal. Well, well, look at look at what look at what Kirk got, right? Look at what Devontae Adams got. You know, you know what'll be fascinating if we're. I think for obvious reasons, everybody sleeps on Green Bay right now, right? Mm-hmm. Because of what they lost. If they turn around and they find two good receivers in this draft, mm-hmm. and they have the draft capital to do it, mm-hmm. and and you've got a couple of rookies with Aaron Rodgers, and they're still putting up huge numbers. Mm-hmm. That will change the way teams feel about wide receivers to some degree, I think. I think you're right. I'm not sure. I mean, but you need to have an Aaron Rodgers. You need to have an, that's the thing. You've got the unicorn at quarterback. Miami can't, Miami has to pay Tyreek Hill because they have Tua Tungo Vailoa. Give me an example where a top wide receiver was great in his rookie season. That played with a great quarterback. Now, I understand. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase is a unicorn. And he also came to Cincinnati already having chemistry with Joe Burrow. They weren't starting at zero. I understand Jefferson, was it Jefferson with Kirk Cousins? Yeah, that was a big year. Yep. Um, Rarely does that happen. Randy Moss with Randall Cunningham. Well, you just went way back. And that's my point. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. That's my point. And two... With that jerk playing quarterback, constantly barking at rookies, not not showing up for voluntary workouts. They don't have, but the thing is, what are their options? Those, if they pick a couple of receivers early in the draft, the reason why I think they're going to end up putting up good numbers is they're going to be forced to. It's going to be, you figure this out, it's adapt or die right. for the receivers. You had a lot of get. rookies who yeah. played well with Peyton Manning. But the difference is Peyton Manning showed up to voluntary camps. Mm-hmm. And right now, Aaron Rodgers isn't. Yeah. 
So good luck with that, Green Bay. Coming up after the break, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> he's going to be playing some golf in June. You know, the match usually features a pro. Not this year. Not this year. It's going to be quarterbacks versus quarterbacks. Who are they? Who are you cheering for? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP. Com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. Okay, the match is back. Talking about to some golf. This time it's going to be Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, the old guys. Not as, not as old as me, but the old guys going up against Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. It'll be June 1st on TNT. Starts 4.30 Denver time. For starters, if you're available, will you watch? No. No? I will. I don't really then have... Again, you watch the USFL and I watch this stuff. I don't have enough... Uh, any. You see, the, the, the thing about the match, like when you yeah. had the other iterations of it, is you had pro golfers actually in there. Yeah, I don't really have an interest in watching quarterbacks play golf. Uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are very good golfers, as is Peyton Manning, as is Tony Romo. But they're not of the level of no, actual. They're not professional golfers. Okay, well, I'll, I'll just I'll put it another way. I mean, I'm not. I'm these not. These guys. I'm are, not watching golfers play football. These guys are much, 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 much better at golf than Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, or pick your favorite golfer going out and playing quarterback in a high school game. Yeah, that's fine. In a, in a high school game. Yeah, that's fine. But again, like I said, I'm not watching golfers play try to play quarterback. Well, but so also, why am I going to watch like quarterbacks the... play golf? And le- unless we're talking about somebody who was actually on the tour. Like, I mean, back in the day, you know, John, John Brody was on the senior tour eventually. Right. I would have watched him. Yeah, just the mm-hmm. S talk going back and forth would be kind of fun. Yes, yeah. Two, I, I two get, older yeah. guys, two younger guys. I get nothing out of that. Yeah, I'm, I do. A little bit. Yeah. And because I like to golf, I like to watch these guys play. And I know that it's really not the same. And I get that. I'm not saying I would watch for the full 18 holes. But with that, forget about watching it. Who would you want to win? Brady and Rodgers or Allen and Mahomes. And Danny, I want to ask you the same question. As I've said many times, I want the Broncos to win, but I'm not a fan. Yeah. And you are not a fan either. Then again, you are a fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now Tom Brady is your quarterback. So who would you like to see win? I mean, I'd have to... 
your 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 real strong like for Brady is unfortunately com- almost completely outweighed by your disdain for Aaron Rodgers. At this point, yeah. I mean, I'm just... That's why I'm like... Uh, it, I can't think of a quasi-sporting event I could possibly care less about than this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care enough to pick a side in this. No, it's because you're having a difficult time picking a side. No, I mean... If it no, was Peyton Manning no. and John Elway against Brady and Rodgers, who would you pick? There we go. I That's mean, my point. I, I don't care. Danny? I'm rooting for Allen and Mahomes. Because? Uh, because I like Josh Allen, and I can stomach rooting for Mahomes more than rooting for both Brady and Rodgers. Right. It, Aaron Rodgers left Broncos fans standing at the altar. And Tom Brady was so good in the AFC. And for for as much as Patrick Mahomes has tortured Broncos fans over the last three or four years, whatever you want to call it, you like Josh Allen enough. Josh Allen. Okay. Mm -hmm. Danny, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and his brother is driving the cart. Constantly on television. Well, at that point, I'm rooting against Patrick Mahomes. There we yeah, go. Yeah, I can't. I can't root for Jackson in any capacity. I have nothing against Patrick Mahomes. Neither do I. I do have something against his brother and his now wife. Right. Isn't that funny? I, you know, you have Jackson Mahomes dancing on the Sean Taylor logo. Right. Um, I do believe he believe if he had done that on the '88 in Denver. He would have gotten his ass kicked by somebody. Well, why didn't he get his ass kicked in Washington? I don't think. Uh, no, people are quite as pa- passionate. I don't know. They're they're passionate. Yeah. No, no one's jumping on the field to beat the hell yeah. out of him. the. Uh, and then Patrick Mahomes' wife, of course, will spray unsuspecting patrons with champagne you a real on a cold with that. night. How would you feel if you're at a game and some jack wagon from up? in the luxury boxes, sprays sticky champagne on a cold night. Is there uh, any other type of champagne that isn't sticky? Exactly. Thank, thank you. I mean, I mean, you, you talk about if let uh, let them eat cake. I mean, you're, you know, you're up in your high and mighty box and you're spraying the commoners. Sorry. I just, I, I, I thought like, uh, when, when I saw that, I, cause I thought, how would I feel? I'd be like, first of all, like, what the is this <laughs> all right, Danny? Uh, Jackson Ma- Jackson Mahomes is uh, riding in the cart with Patrick. Who are you rooting for? Yeah, I got to root for Brady and Rogers. <laughs> in order of like to dislike for both of you, uh-huh. who do you like the most? Then go to dislike. I can't. Uh, me of three years ago wouldn't believe I'd be saying this, but. Tom Brady. Well, it's because he's your quarterback. But also, we've we've seen something in his personality the last couple of years that was that we didn't see in New England. Sure. Okay. Uh, Danny, so, t- it, for me, it it goes Tom Brady, and again, I have nothing against Patrick Mahomes, so I go Brady, Mahomes, Allen, Rogers. Okay, Danny, I would go Allen, Brady, Mahomes. Uh, yeah, Allen, Brady, Mahomes, Rogers. I used to like Aaron Rodgers, and uh, I feel like he did us dirty. So he's at the bottom of my list now. I just got it. It wasn't even like before. Like it was even before anything with Denver. It was uh, it was the 
you know, it was the press conferences, it was the grandstanding. I mean, I, I was actually telling my wife this weekend that one good thing about Aaron Rodgers not being with the Broncos is that if he had come to the Broncos, I would have probably felt like I needed a shower after every press conference. You know what? I'd be willing to bet if Aaron Rodgers would have come to Denver, you would have moved to Wisconsin. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed them? There's a new highest-paid cornerback in the NFL and also a couple of minority investors in the Seattle Kraken as they finish up their first season. We'll get into all that on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, DeMarcus Cousins uh, said this on the record to Mark Spears. Um, he said, what did Sacramento do for me besides saying my name draft day? I did more for them than they did for me. That's just being honest, just being 100% honest. I had two owners, three GMs, seven coaches in seven years, and I was there for seven years. To which Hall of Famer, newly minted Hall of Famer, George Carr responded, you were paid approximately $50 million and you were given the opportunity to play professional basketball for a living. Good for you, coach. Good yeah. for you. I Good mean, for I, you, George. I, I get why Boogie was frustrated with things in Sacramento, but to say that he got nothing out of it when he got no. if, as long as he had some prudence, financial security for himself and probably the next generation and his family. I mean, Honestly. I, I, I want to ask both you guys this question, unless you already have this in just in case you missed it. What did you think of Kyrie Irving, former Celtic, going back to Boston yesterday, flipping off the fans? What did you think of that? Both of you. I thought it was uh I thought it was pretty classless. I got no problem with it. Interesting. It's probably a lot uh tamer than what he was hearing from the fans. Right. I'm kind of split on this one, guys, mm -hmm. and I'll tell you why. Because Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal both said it was classless. Just deal with it. To Danny's point, why should players have to deal with that verbal abuse? You got a problem? Come onto the court so I can punch you in the face. Come into my world so I can punch you in the face. I think athletes should be allowed to yell back if you really want to know the truth. Go F your mother. That's what I would like to hear a player say to a fan in the stands and then motion to That's them. That's probably excessive. No, it's not. For the stuff that they hear and then motion to them, come onto the court so I can punch you in the face. Come into my world or I'll meet you after the game. Fans need to be stopped doing this stuff. This isn't this isn't the, the um, Coliseum where... The, the people way up top can say whatever they want to the to the people, the gladiators below. Well, they have, I'll say this. 
last year when he went back to Boston, somebody threw a water bottle at him. There okay? we go. That's wrong. That's right. wrong. Okay. Right. Big tough guy, yeah. come out to the court, meet me in my living room, which is my court, and now we're going to settle it right here. Now, when it comes to just people yelling, yes, yeah, some of that can be vile, and I get it, but same time, yeah, you know, get, get your revenge on the court. What I would like to see, I'm not kidding, and I don't think, I know this will never happen, I would like one of the, the ushers to walk up to one of those people who's, who's yelling, grab them, and put them in a holding room, and then let Kyrie Irving walk into that holding room with no cameras. That's what I would like to see happen. Let's make it pay per view. Hmm. I would like. Could you imagine being a fan knowing it's kind of like being backroomed in Vegas? Could you imagine fans knowing that they would have to face the guy that they're telling to go f themselves? But they wouldn't do it as often. Problem solved. Yeah. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, uh, NBA playoffs, we've talked about the Nuggets Warriors, uh, but after game one of the first round in each series, is anybody standing out to you as a runaway favorite after just game one? It's overreaction Monday, as some people call it. The Sixers, the Jazz, the Heat, the T-Wolves, the Suns, Celtics, Bucks, and Warriors are all up 1-0. Anybody standing out to you after the first game of the first round? Not really. Again, it, it's it's game one. I mean, I think uh, the, it, it was intr- it was it was interesting what the T Wolves did to the Grizzlies, and even though obviously it didn't hold up for the Pelicans on Sunday when they went out to Phoenix, I do think that there can be a little bit of an advantage sometimes for a team that has already kind of warmed up and played in the play-in and. They've gotten their sea legs on, under them a little bit, and so it doesn't surprise me when you see one of those seven or eight seeds take game one. It's the same kind of theory that we see in the NCAA tournament when quite often uh, you see a team win, that won the play-in game turn around and beat a five or a six seed a couple of days later. But that being said, over time, I think it'll normalize. normalize. I, don't think the Gri- I don't think the Grizzlies are going to lose the series to T-Wolves, but I guess if, if anyone kind of impressed me, um, even though it was a one versus eight, the Suns look like they're they're as advertised. Right you know now. what stood out to me? Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, and James Harden. You know what I learned? Joel Embiid could be the fourth leading scorer on his <laughs> own team, and the Sixers can still win by 20. And you know what I take from that? What does it say about Nikola Jokic with the garbage that we saw on the floor on Saturday? Absolutely no help whatsoever. And the NBA's leading scorer can score 19 and his team can still win by 20. Who's more valuable to their team? I feel very safe in saying that if Jokic had not played for the Nuggets this year, what was left would have been good enough to have the second most ping pong balls in the in the draft. You might very well hopper. be right. 
Just in case you missed it, Marshawn Lynch and Seattle-born rapper Macklemore have become minority investors in the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken went 24-44-6 so far this season, and uh, they're in last place in the Pacific Division, so tough going for them, but they've got two new minority investors now that can bring a little uh, a little bit of entertainment and also winning uh, experience to the organization and are invested in that Seattle community. Your thoughts on those two new investors in the NHL's newest expansion team and in uh, Seattle's inaugural season as a whole? Well, Seattle's inaugural season is a typical expansion season. Uh, everyone got spoiled by what the Vegas Golden Knights did going all the way to the final. What the Kraken are is what you expect. A competitive, occasionally feisty, but usually outmatched team. But it's cool to see Marshawn Lynch involved. This is actually his second foray into sports ownership. He is uh, one of the owners of the um, IFL US, no, USL, USL Championship soccer team, the Oakland Roots in Oakland. Right. Of course, back in his hometown. Yep. And when... When you hear leagues talking about getting minorities involved in ownership, they know it may not be as the majority shareholder, mm-hmm. but it can be in forms like this where you know buying a percentage of the team, investing to buy greater percentages in the future. I think it's really cool to see Marshawn Lynch. Let me tell you what Marshawn Lynch is doing right now. A guy who couldn't have been any nastier or um, dismissive of the media when he played. Yeah. Cap. He's part owner of the Kraken now. He's the NFLPA chief brand ambassador. As you mentioned, the Oakland Roots has his own apparel brand, owns a cannabis company, has his own venture fund, and he has deals with BetMGM, Fanatics, and Skittles. For a guy who came off as a jackass, he's doing really, really well, and I suppose good for him. Although, you were at the same Super Bowl I was in New York, and he couldn't have been any more of a jerk. At the same time, a lot of the reporters out there will tell you he just didn't want to do on-the-record stuff. He was happy to talk about anything off-record yep. and, and and whatever. And so a lot of the media in Seattle actually has warm feelings toward him personally. He just didn't want to go on the record with anything. That's fine, but so, the way he treated the Denver media when we had to be there on a Tuesday. I'm just here so I don't get fined. There you go. Just in case you missed it, the Cleveland Browns have given Denzel Ward a five-year, $100.5 million contract extension, $71.25 million guaranteed, making the 24-year-old Ohio State product the highest-paid cornerback in NFL history. Is he the best cornerback in the NFL currently? I'll answer it this way. The Cleveland Browns and John Dorsey got laughed at in the 2018 draft when the Browns did not select Bradley Chubb. Mm-hmm. They appear Who's to the pick after. Right, exactly. They appear to have known what they were doing. Den- Denzel, John Dorsey knows how to draft. Exactly. He might not know how to manage the cap or manage people, but he's the guy in there that you want making the calls on picks. Of course, the other thing that down the line, it begs the question, how much is Pat Sertan going to be in a couple of years? No question. That was Argonaut Wick, liquor, uh, Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Argonaut always has great specials, and here are a few. Highland Park 12-year, just $39.99. Culprit Red Blend, $11.99. Stop by Argonaut today off of Colfax. See why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver five years running. We're going to ArgonautLiquor.com. Alex Danny, great job today. Same with you, Mace. See you tomorrow. I'll try and do better tomorrow. Make it the best possible night you can. Please follow it.